Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 12 of the Parenting Aces Podcast, a proud member of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and this week we have with us Wofford University men's tennis coach, Rod Ray. You guys are in for such a treat. If you haven't heard of Wofford, I want you to look it up right now. The link is in the show notes on parentingaces.com. Rod is an incredible coach, an incredible human being, and has an incredible story to share with all of us of his two sons and their journeys, not only in junior tennis, but also in track and field, and how they each found their way into competing at the collegiate level. Rod's younger son plays for him, actually, at Wofford, which I think is amazing as well, and he will share with us the challenges and how he met the challenges of being both coach and parent. So you guys are in for a real treat. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Coach Rod Ray of Wofford University. Rod, it's so lovely to meet you. So wonderful to have you on the podcast. And I am really excited to chat with you and have you share your wisdom and experience with our audience. So welcome to Parenting Aces. Well, thank you, Lisa. I've uh, I've been a fan of your show and a and a um I've watched it for years. So I'm delighted to to be on the show with you. Yeah, I well, I'm blushing. I don't know if you can tell. Um, so before we jump in, I I really want you to kind of give our audience a little bit of your tennis story, how you got started in the sport, and progress to your current role as the head men's coach at Wofford in South Carolina. Great. Well, um. I grew up predominantly in the Atlanta area and 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 played played junior tennis and um a long time ago and and at that time I played um multiple sports but played junior tennis and high school tennis and played college tennis at East Tennessee State um after college I went to work um in junior development at a club um outside of Columbia South Carolina and did that for about 10 years and um I'm getting ready to start my 24th season at Wofford College in South Carolina. That's amazing. And along the way, got married and had two sons. That, that's right. Yeah. Both yep. of whom are athletes, one of whom is a tennis player. So yes. I'd love for you to just give us a little of their story as well. Um, having two boys, sometimes it can be really tricky to... Yeah help them find their own passions and not have younger brother just following on the heels of older brother. How did y'all manage that challenge? Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy times. Um, so my, my children um, are what one will graduate from college. My oldest son will graduate in college in December and my youngest son will graduate from college in May. And they're, they're 18 months apart. Um, my youngest son, Ash, 
um, plays on our tennis team at Wofford. So he's a, he's a rising senior. Um, and he, um, grew up around college tennis. Um, they both grew up around college tennis, but, but Ash, um, Ash played a lot of tennis and, um, went through that whole, the whole junior, um, tournament process. And, um, so we had, we had a lot of fun doing that, um, which makes me relevant to, to parenting aces, um, because I've, I've done that. Um, and now he's, now he's on our team and, um, that's, and not just on your team playing, he played number one for you last year. He, he, he did. He, he played, played one, um, for us last year and, um, um, played, played three, his freshman year, most of the year three. Um, and is, um, I just picked him up from the airport two days ago from Tunisia where he, he spent, um, a month kind of trying to play future tournaments and, and going through that and having a, it's an incredible experience, um, in Africa. Um, so he's, he's having a great time and he's a, he's a finance major at Wofford. Awesome. Awesome. And, and your older son. Yeah. And then my older son, Cole, um, um, goes to Gardner Webb university, which is less than an hour from here in North Carolina. Um, and he's on the cross country team, um, and at Gardner Webb and he'll graduate in December. Um, and he's an English major, um, super cool kid. He and Cole, as we'll talk a little bit more about, um, is on the autism spectrum, um, which has been a been a really interesting journey for our family. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so cool that your boys have each found a passion through sports and a way to kind of navigate through their childhood and early adulthood using sports as the vehicle to do that. Right. So um Sports are great, right? And and um, I mean that, you know, obviously as a coach, but I, but I work at a, I coach, but I also work at an academic institution, and so um, and I want to keep that part really important. That that's what a college is really about, right? It's it's about um, the academics that way. Um, so, but we know sports are fantastic, and they go hand in hand. Um, most of the world doesn't have college athletics like the United States has. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we have it because we believe that it's a it's a really great part of that academic experience, right? For sure, for sure. And I think you know, being a college coach yourself and having a child come up through junior, junior tennis, one of the things we were chatting about offline was because you are a college coach and have been through your boys' whole childhoods, you weren't the tennis parent. Your wife was the tennis parent. Right, right. So, um, and my, you know, my wife works full time and, um, I work full time. Plus I have a, a child with special needs. Um, and so I think, you know, like in Ash, Ash is a, Ash is a, he's a, he's a good, you know, he's a good player who, who, who plays, plays a lot and, and, and loves the sport. Um, but he wasn't, it wasn't a given that, that he would, that he would do that. I think, um, I think it was actually kind of difficult for him to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Just because of your role in the sport yeah, or right. Because, because I wasn't around and, and my, and my wife was um, had a full-time job and, 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 um, and then we had another son who took, took and probably um, took, just took a lot of time and energy. Sure. Um, but um, so, you know, Although I have a son who plays tennis, college tennis and, and played junior tennis, um, 
it was his it was his decision obviously i we supported him and we we um like all tennis parents we we put a lot of a lot of resources towards junior tennis um spent a lot of money and a lot of a lot of time and energy on it um but it was it was fun to see that that um because it wasn't just handed to him that he really had to go after it on his own yeah and i i want to dig into Cole's story more but before we kind of shift gears there i'm really interested to hear about ash's decision to come play at wofford and yeah. what was his recruiting experience like right. were, were okay. there other schools that he was considering yeah so so ash um like Ash, Ash grew up around Wofford, um, and um, I was I was one of Ash's coaches. Um, he was he was lucky to have a lot of people pour into him as as coaches. Um, Ash um, Ash was recruited by by a lot of schools, um, and ultimately ultimately chose Wofford. Um, but he um, he did he had the opportunity to play at a lot of a lot of different schools. Um, Ash, um, his junior year, he went, he left Spartanburg where, where we left our home and went to live in an academy, um, in Charleston, South Carolina, about three hours away. Um, and I think that probably helped Ash to be able to choose to play kind of at his home school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he, he just had a great appreciation, um, not just for me, but for for but for the school itself, and and came back to that. Yeah, we have a lot of people in our parenting aces community who wear both a coach hat and a parent hat. Okay. I would love to hear how you kept that in perspective, and you know, when were you coach when you were working with Ash, and when were you parent? Right. You know, I I, I coached kids before I had kids. And and when I coached kids, I said I would never coach my own children. Um, and because then, because well, when I when I um, I think because I said you know I want to be I only want to be dad I want to be dad and and I, I don't want to coach my own kids. Um, but then I think just out of out of time out of out of money, um, I was um, I just ended up kind of coaching really both my kids. Um, but gave them a lot of exposure to a lot of other coaches as well. Um, but I think, I think like with my, with Ash, my tennis playing son, um, one of the things that, that helped us was, was that I did have a child with special needs. Mm. And so it was never, it was, you know, anything that Ash did was, was kind of a bonus. Um, so it wasn't, you know, he, he, sports came a lot easier to Ash than they did to Cole. And so um, um, Ash's life was, it's just been a little easier than, than Cole's life. And so um, it was, it wasn't, whatever Ash did was just like, kind of like icing on the cake. It was kind of, so it wasn't a situation where, where I was ever pushing Ash. Um, I had a lot of knowledge because I've been around high level tennis. Um, so, so that piece was, was pretty easy, but, Usually it was Ash saying, it was actually, actually not usually, 100% of the time it was Ash saying, Dad, when can we train? When can we train? And and because of kind of a crazy life situation that I've been given, it was 
well, we can train, but but it can't be long or I have to go. Um, um, I want to spend time with you, but um, but I, can, I don't have that much that much time in that capacity. Um, and we we did make a conscious effort when we were at home. We we didn't talk about tennis. And I and and we did that also out of respect to my son who didn't play tennis. Right. Um, and and that was a we, you know, we didn't obviously we have the tennis champ. I mean, I study tennis. Um, I I'm, I'm an expert on tennis. I study it like crazy. Um, but around my son who doesn't play tennis, I think I was probably self-conscious about not having it on. Um so I, I and I think I think at the end of the day that probably helped Ash. I didn't do it to help Ash, but it unintentionally helped Ash. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's always the challenge, right? Is where do you draw the line when you're coach and when you're dad? And, Mm -hmm. you know, we always say, you know, don't talk tennis around the dinner table and, you know, be respectful of your child's wishes on the drive home after a tournament and, and those kinds of things. And it's, it's very difficult. And I would think even more so for somebody who has the breadth of knowledge that you do and the years of experience that you do in the sport to kind of take a step back, take off that coach hat, take off that tennis hat and just be dad to both your boys in a more generic way than, you know, all tennis all the time. Yeah. And I think um, I've been doing it long enough where my perspective is, is pretty good in that, you know, why tennis? Right. Why junior tennis? Why college tennis? Um, And we know that tennis is really good as a character development tool, um, as a time management tool, as a um, it's because it's difficult. It's a really good teaching mechanism when it's done right. Um, It goes hand in hand with academics. It goes hand in hand with sportsmanship. Um, it doesn't come before those things. It, it goes hand in hand with those things. Um, I was telling I was telling a young player the other day that you know I think it's best to have a team sport and an individual sport to have to have both tennis being the individual sport, um, maybe something like basketball um, being the team sport, and those two go really well together. And then when you get to college, it's it's I get the best, best of both worlds, right? We get the individual yeah. and the team. Um, but I think having that having that perspective um, that tennis is a is a teaching tool. Um, people say, "Well, why should my child play tennis?" It, it, to be fun, it's fun, but it's also really difficult. So I'd say it's fun, but more importantly, it's a it's a teaching tool, right? Right. Well, and there's that that you know, statement, you either win or you learn, right? And and most tennis players are not winning the majority of the time. They're, you know, there's only one winner at the end of the tournament. Everybody else is, it's a learning opportunity. And it's so hard, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Um, okay, I want to switch gears a little bit and I want to talk about Cole and I want to talk about how as a family, you guys have found a way to manage Cole's needs and, you know, well, let me back up a minute. At what age did you realize Cole was on the autism spectrum and might need a little extra support? 
So I think Cole Cole was probably about four or five years old when four years old when he got diagnosed with autism. Um, How long did that take, though? I mean, did y'all yeah. think something was off before that, and you right. were like trying to figure right. out what's going on here with right. our kid? Well, one of the things that makes autism so hard is that it is it's tricky. Yeah. Um, well, and there is that spectrum. That, and, right. The, the yeah. saying is, if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. Yeah. Um, they're, <laughs> yeah. They're, it's all different. Okay. Um, and uh, just a, just a range of of challenges. Um, but uh, you know, um, so Cole was in school, and 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 a, and a school said, you know, we we really can't we can't accommodate Cole. We don't have the we don't have the resources. Um, so we actually we actually moved to a nearby town um, for Cole's school. Our family moved um, 40, 40 miles away to, to Greenville, South Carolina, for a school that um, that was well suited for Cole. Um, and then um, things happened. We about ran out of money and, and moved back to Spartanburg. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you know those kind of the, so Cole Cole ended up going to about nine different schools. Nine, he did go to nine different schools um, in his in his twelve years of of school, um, and and um, so we you know we we left no stone unturned, um, and my wife and I um, like athletes, kind of we we went after it and, and um, you know um, just pursued um, anything we could to to help him um, while also trying to support our son, our son, the tennis player. Um, but, um, yeah, we, we, we did, we, we spent a lot of time and energy, um, trying to, trying to uncover and discover, um, what would be best for, for Cole. And I, and I think it helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but the neat thing about that is now, now Cole's 23, um, and doing, doing really well. And, you know, I have, I have great friendships with, with younger men who have children with special needs. Um, because it is hard, you know, I think, um, well, like the, the, if you have a child with special needs, the divorce rate is about 70%. Yeah. So divorce rates really high for coaches, really high for, for families with special needs. Um, so I don't know how we did it, but, but it was, it was difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. And how old was Cole when you realized that sports might be a great outlet for him to pursue yeah. to help him figure out who he was in the world and how yeah. he was going to function in the world and all those things. Right. So, so at a young age, he did, he did karate, he did swimming, he did um, triathlons. I mean, we, so autism is a, is a neurological um, state. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that we know that sports is really good for us neurologically it's good for us physically but it's it's really good for our brain right it's when i mean you feel good when you exercise and and you feel good physically but you 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 feel good chemically your brain feels good you feel alive so so the more research we did um we we learned my wife merit and i um learned that physical activity is is good for everybody but it's especially good um for for people with you know, with a neurological challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, running became, you know, Cole was on the high school cross country team and 
um, and that sort of thing. But physical activity um, was really important for his well-being. Um, he, he did better in school when he was active. As, but you know what? Everybody does better in school when they're active, right? That's right. That's um, right. I do better in school when I'm active, right? <laughs> um, my players do better. I mean, you know, my my like my college tennis players, their their GPA is higher than the average student here. Um, and and this is a really good academic school. And so we're 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 at our best when we're active, right? When we're healthy and active. Um, and that's it's it's hard for people with special needs. Um, but we, we, we helped Cole with that a lot. Do you feel Um, like the order inherent in training to be a college athlete was helpful for him too, that I know, I mean, I don't know much about autism, but, and, and I could be completely off base. So correct me if I am, but, um, my understanding is that for some autistic people that, having that sense of order and, and knowing what's coming next is very important. Yeah. Um, and being a high level athlete requires planning, scheduling, time management, as you yep. mentioned. Right. So that it, it, some discipline, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to be part of a community like Cole was, Cole had a wonderful high school coach, um, cross country coach, um, He's had a wonderful college coach and, and, um, but to be part of a team, you know, I think I bet Cole was, you know, there aren't, there aren't a lot of people um, participating in division one athletics on the autism spectrum. I don't have a number, um, but I hope that there'll be more in the future. You know, part of, part of my mission is awareness. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but, um, you know, I give, I give Cole's cross country, high school cross country coach, you know, I would do anything for that man. Um, he he was he was really kind and inclusive. Um, was and, it his uh, idea that Cole tried to run in college, or where did that come from? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, Cole Cole wasn't Cole. So Cole wasn't a great high school athlete. Um, he was he was he was a. I mean, he went from probably coming in last most of the meets to coming in average most of the meets. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't a highly recruited athlete. Um, but as we, as we were, as we were looking for colleges, um, we, we found a college that had us had a support center for, for people with special needs as, as Gardner Webb did. Um, and it was really asking the coach if, if Cole could be on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's like, I, I, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, what long ago, the Greenville half marathon, Cole came in third in his age group. There were probably a thousand people in the race and, oh and, and Cole came in like 25th out of, out of a thousand people, which is really good for him. Um, it's it, really good for anybody. It's really good for anybody. <laughs> you know, it's really good for anybody. Um, yeah. and he knows it's really, I mean, so importantly, he knows that it's really good for anybody. Um, and, and so I've seen through, and you know, but, but I, but I, but I back up and I remember watching Cole or cheering for Cole when he came in last, like maybe 40 times, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, but he stuck with it. Um, and so uh, was he good at it at a young age? No. Was he, um, but did it, has, is, is he, is he 
Does he think he's good at it now? Yeah, he does. And so what that does for a person, right, is is incredible, you know. And and we see that in tennis. Like if you stick with tennis, you can you can become a good tennis player if you stick with it. Um, and, and a lot, you can, you can become pretty good in most things, but you got to stick with it. Right. I've told the story numerous times on this podcast about when my son was in the 14s and he did not win a match for nine months. Wow. Nine months. And every day I just braced myself for, Mm. you know, to pick him up at practice and have him say, that's it. I'm done. or every tournament, I would just brace myself for that announcement that, you know, you know how kids are. I suck at this. I, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard. And to his credit, he didn't do that. He stuck with Mm. it. And such that by the time he was in the 16s, he was beating those kids that he was losing to in the 14. So it, it goes exactly to your point of, you know, I, and and this is a great segue into the title of your book that you're working on, Hard Comes First, mm-hmm. because I think to get good at anything, unless you're a prodigy, and you know, those are the 0.0001 percenters, right? They yep. we're not going to talk about them. We're going to talk about everybody else. You have to put the work in, and you are going to go through those periods where it's really hard yeah. and you're not winning and you're not seeing the results day to day that you're hoping for. But, you know, the, the long-term vision yeah. is that by putting in that daily work, eventually things are going to flip flop and yeah. you're going to come out on the other side, a stronger player, a stronger person, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, I mean, what a, what a, what a wonderful lesson you just taught right there. Um, and, you know, to, to think like your son didn't, didn't win a match for, for nine months. I mean, I can't wait to meet him, you know, and, <laughs> and that's, I mean, but, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna be able to, to, to use that time as a resource, um, in, in business, in life. And, in, in um, he's going to have people he works with that, that struggle. He's going to have, um, he may have a special need child one time. He may be blessed with that. He may, um, but to have gone through hard um, in sport, you know, there is is such a valuable tool. You know, we we go through hard in other things that are that are more difficult than sport too, right? But but we, you know, we know that life doesn't get easier. We get better at dealing with life. Right? I love that. It doesn't get easier. And so for like for my college students um, that I love on, that I'm that I work hard at being patient on, I mean, when they're losing in tennis, it's it's difficult. This is what they've wanted to do for a long, long time. But I also know, you know, I'm, we're preparing you for for life. Right. And it's probably going to get harder than than life's going to get harder after college than it is in college. Right. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, I know your son's living in another country right now. I mean, it, it, he's in a wonderful place, but it's probably lonely at times and, and it's hard at times, you know, yeah. but he's done, he's done hard before. Right. Right. So right. he's, 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 you know, we, we, um, uh, we get real, we get more resilient by being tested and, um, you know, that's what, that's what, so, you know, like, 
all of my college players have been through hard times. And that's that's one of the things that's motivated me to 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 write this book, Hard Comes First, is that you know, all of my former players are successful. All of them. And 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 yet they've all been through hard times. And and that's the message I want to share is share for people who've gone through hard times. You know, I certainly I've gone through hard times with, with my child, but I've gone through hard times in, in other things too. It's not just limited to that. Um, but that's that's what makes life rich. Right. That's right. what that's what makes life rich right there. You know, what what motivated you or compelled you to start putting these thoughts and experiences actually down on paper? Yeah. Well, maybe not down on paper in your computer um, to share with the rest of us, because there's there's a lot that has to happen for a book to actually get into a reader's yep. hands, right? And the first thing that has to happen is you have to have the idea, but then you have to have the actual, whatever that is, to make you sit down and start capturing these ideas in a way that can be shared. Right. So, so I mean, autism was really hard at a young age for, for, for my wife and for myself and for Cole and, and for Ash. It was, it was, it was really hard. Um, and, and I, here again, I think, I think because it was so hard, it helped my tennis playing son. It, it, my, my family situation helped my tennis playing son to be resilient, to be in a lot of things, but, but we were we were pouring so much into coal, um, you know. And, and part of that, I learned like I wasn't going to fix coal. Um, coal, coal. I wasn't going to change him. I wasn't going to fix him. And along the way, I learned that wait a minute, really, really, I was the one who needed to change. Mm-hmm. And and it it helped me to become a better human being, which in turn helped me to become a better coach. Um, but the, so, but, but going through that difficult, difficult and coming out on the other side. Okay. Um, I feel like I have a message to share that way that, that, that change is good. Growth is good. Um, I think I was scared of that, um, as a, as a young parent, right. Right. Um, well, I can only imagine getting that diagnosis and, you know, what's going through your mind of at least I didn't know, even know what it was, right? Well, I didn't Right. I mean, right. it's it wasn't something that was talked about 23 years ago or right. you know, 20 years ago as much as it is now. But also just that realization that this fairy tale image that you have of what your family looks like is going to be different. And right. I love that you said that you realized you weren't going to fix him because he doesn't need fixing. Right. Right. It was, right. it was that you and the rest of your family needed to, as you said, change and grow to yep. learn how to be in this situation that was different from the fairy tale in your mind. Yep. That's right. And, and so when you're, when you're when your tennis playing child is struggling, you at the time it hurts, but you don't know if it's good or bad, mm. right? Oh, it um, just feels terrible. It feels terrible. But <laughs> yeah. you know, we we part of our story this year is 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 we had a player on our team going to cardiac arrest, 
Oh my gosh. Um, we were at Duke and and he he Mark, um, we were at Duke in October and he went into cardiac arrest and and was resuscitated. No pulse, no heartbeat. Um terrifying. To be honest, I thought I thought he died. Mm-hmm. And and so did everyone else there. We he was at the right place at the right time. Um, and he was resuscitated. But I, I'll never we so I spent I spent eight days with Mark in the Duke cardiac unit while his parents were trying to get to America and, and they ran into some problems um in trying to do that. Um they had been in they had been in Iran earlier in the year. And so that when they when they got to Paris, they they couldn't get through with their visa. Mm-hmm to America because they'd been in Iran and we had to jump through some hoops to get him to get him to the U S but, you know, I never will forget the, the, the doctor who came in to see Mark. He said, Mark, you know, you're, I don't, I can't tell you if you're ever going to play tennis again, but I can tell you that there's a reason you're alive that most people, you shouldn't be here right now. Um, what you've been through, there's less than 3% chance of surviving. And he said, I'm the, I'm one of the best cardiologists in the world. And in my experience, people who've gone through what you've gone through have an incredible platform to present life from. Hmm. And what a and, gift uh, he gave that young. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it he was and and so that doctor sat sat with Mark and I um, in the hospital room for 30, 40 minutes or so, and and he got up and left. And I said, um, Mark, I'll be right back. And I ran down the hall. Excuse me, sir. That was the greatest coaching I've ever heard, you know, <laughs> and um, but that's when we go through struggle, we don't know if it's going to be good or bad at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we think it's only going to be bad. Right. Um, but we know that 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 hard times shape us and and um, sometimes are very valuable later. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, I can't wait for your book to come out. So you you had told me you think the book will be out sometime in 2024. And yeah. um, so I just want the listeners to understand, we will let y'all know when it's available. And um, well, we'll th- have Rod back on to to talk about it more in detail. Thank at you. Point. I, at least I'd love for people to I have a website. Mm-hmm. And if they could go if anyone interested could could go to um, hardcomesfirst.com. And sign up. They'll get the first chapter, and um, and kind of be on my on my blog list, which would which I love. Um, yeah, and we'll have a link in the show notes on parentingaces.com oh, cool. as well. So make it easy for you guys to just click and and sign up there. Um, it, I want to touch on one more thing before we close up our our chat here, Rod, and that is something again that you and I were talking about offline, and it's a question that has been coming up so much and. It's around college recruiting and ratings and rankings. And my kind of platform, my mantra, my soapbox has been, you know, we've got to stop focusing so much on these ratings and rankings that the good college coaches know to look beyond ratings and rankings. And if they're only focusing on ratings and rankings, you don't want your kid playing for that coach anyway. Can you talk a little bit about, and, and let me just back up, the response to that is typically... But yeah, if they're not at a certain level, they can't even get a response from the coach, mm. right? So we got to focus on it in some way, shape, or form. When you're going to these junior tournaments and looking at players to recruit to come play at Wofford, what are the things you're looking for? Yeah. 
So, well, I mean, first of all, so a rating or a ranking, um, that is a snapshot of what's happened in the past. And that's it, right? It doesn't tell us anything about what's happening in the future. Um, so, I mean, recruiting, I'm, I'm not I'm not unlike other college coaches. We, we spend a lot of time recruiting. I mean, that's we're we're looking for we're looking for for players, right? Mm-hmm. So um you know I if someone if if I get word well there's a reason that somebody's such and such. I mean that's that's fantastic, right? Um and um but it only it only here again it, it's only about the past, right? I don't really care about the past, right? Um I mean y- your son struggle in the 14s or whatever. I mean I wouldn't know that, right? As as a as a college coach, um, you know, I'm looking for like, do they do they love tennis? You know, do they and do they going to be a great teammate? Um, I'm like, are they going to make are they going to make our our joint experience better? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we have to win. We we want people who are going to be good players, but you know, if you're a, if you're a good you're a mediocre player today. Can you be a good player two years from now? Of course you can. Yeah. Right. I mean, two years. I mean, I coach men. So let's say a 17 year old to a 19 year old. Is that person going to change? They're going to change a lot. Right. I mean, yeah. they're going to change a lot. So. But they they have to like tennis. Right. I, mean, I don't I don't, I don't want to. I'm not going to recruit somebody who doesn't like tennis. Um, I'm going to wish them well. But but that's if they, I mean that's going to be a big piece of it. But I I do see people at, at at junior tennis tournaments that I go well they're they don't look like they want to play college tennis, mm-hmm. and they and they might not you know right. it's not for everybody right. Um, but when you say you're not going to recruit somebody that doesn't love tennis, what is it that about loving tennis that makes you want that person on your team and and what would it be about somebody that doesn't love the Mm. game that would make you shy away from them i mean what's what's it gonna how's it gonna impact the experience of the team oh god so um well first of all if you don't like something you're you're probably not going to improve right if you like something you're you're more likely to you're going to want to do it more um, you're going to want to like, um, you're going to want to do it in the summertime. You're going to want, you're going to, you're going to look forward to coming to practice. You're going to look like you, you know, uh, I think, uh, I think, um, we probably hit our prime, um, about 30 years old. Mm-hmm. We certainly don't hit our prime at 22. Right. Okay. So, um, if you're, you know, if, I, if I'm looking at somebody who who's gonna, who, they they're gonna they want to they want to be they want their senior year to be their, their best year. Yeah. They don't want their sophomore year to be their best year. They want their senior year. So they're they really love it. You know, whether they're going to be a pro player or not, um, not the point. The point is they're going to go after this thing. Mm-hmm. You know. So, I mean, I was I was at an academy the other day, um, and I, I went to see went to see some some guys practice, and I, I came away going, yeah, that's. I found out what I needed to know. I already knew they were good players, yeah. right? But, but what I, what I, I mean, 
UTR, it's fine. That's not what I want. I didn't go to learn about the UTR. I went to learn like, are these, I wanted to see them at practice, not at a tournament. I want to see them at practice. Interesting. I wanted to see them at practice. I wanted to see them interact with their friends. I wanted to see them interact with their coaches. I wanted to see, I want to watch them practice. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I want, you want to see the energy level. Yeah, the, exactly. The exactly. The people that I, yeah, they, they yeah. check, they check the box. Yes. I would like to be around these guys at practice. And I think they'd like to be around me. Um, um, we don't get as many competitive opportunities as we get practice opportunities. Yes. Right. I, I want to see them. I want to see them perform for sure, but, but I might see them perform and they might choke. They might, Oh my gosh, the coach was there. I, I I had so much pressure on me. Or, um, well, that's that's normal. I'm not going to write them off because of that, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to be the first person to get nervous and play a bad match. Um, everybody's done that, right? Um, and that they might outgrow that. And they can work through that, but that might impact their UTR. Yeah. Um, but um, enthusiasm, right? Nothing, nothing great uh, happens without enthusiasm. Ralph Waldo Emerson, nothing, nothing great happens without enthusiasm. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I think the the players that I have on my current team, don't they want enthusiastic teammates? So you're looking out not just for your experience as the coach, but also your existing players who have spent the last three years with you. I mean, Yeah. It seems to me what you're saying is you're you feel a responsibility to continue to bring in people to keep their experience positive as well. You know, Lisa, I have I have four freshmen coming in this year. I mean, I I mean, which is a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's going to be fun. Right. I'm going to have a. have got some returning players. and I've got four freshmen coming in. So that's a that's an unusually large freshman class. But I'm looking forward to that. And this is. You know, we're still we're still in the in the time when people have a fifth year, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people aren't recruiting freshmen. Right. You know, we don't have grad school um, at Wofford. We're we specialize in four year experience, and that's all we have. So that's one reason I'm not recruiting grad students because I don't have that option. Mm-hmm. But I'm also recruiting freshmen because I, I want freshmen. I'm, I, I want that. I want that relationship. I want that. I'm not just bringing in somebody who's only going to contribute on match day. Yeah, I love that. All right, parents, if you're watching this, listening to this, if you don't want your kid going to play for Coach Rod right at Wofford, I don't know what to say to you. I mean, you are such a an amazing coach, an amazing human being, and. I think, you know, your players are so lucky to have the opportunity to fall under your sphere of influence for the four years they're with you. And and I'm just so grateful to you for reaching out and taking the time to come do this podcast with me and letting me learn about you as well. Um, I feel like I have a new friend. So I'm, I'm just really excited to meet you and follow the Wofford journey this year, see how your freshmen fare over the next nine months. And um Thank you so much for coming on. Well, I've, I've loved uh, loved being with you. Thank you. Thanks thank you. Me. To my listeners, thank you all so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, buy a tennis parent. If you like
like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at ParentingAces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.